and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, Simon here with Fraser, just the two of us, Fraser. How are we? Yeah, all good. All good. Are you well, Simon? I am. Yes. Yeah, a little bit tired. Uh, been yeah. a busy week with, you know, late trains getting back from Reading and stuff like that. But um, we'll get on to that in a little while. So, yeah, games to games to look back on Peterborough um, and Reading and for the women, a, um, a game in the FA Cup. Um, and then we'll look forward to so this is this probably be the last one before Christmas, folks. So happy Christmas. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Um, hi, hi Tiny Tim. Tiny <laughs> Tim Saul. Uh, and we'll look forward to Burton. Tim Burton, the night before Christmas. Didn't he do the night before Christmas? He did. I think he? so, yeah. This yeah. could go on and on. Oh, uh, Northampton um, and Cambridge. So, and Billericke in for the women on Sunday. So, um, Peterborough away, Reading away. I think, in in a way, both games summed up our season uh, in that lots of nice kind of build-up play and, and possession and we try and move the opposition about, but no cutting edge. I think, you know, mm. that, that Peterborough game, take the front three out of the Peterborough team and put it in our team, we win that game. I think if we took that front three out of Peterborough in our team, we'd be top of the table. And it's just both games highlighted that lack of, a, a real defined cutting edge up front. Yeah, it was. It, I thought Oxford were we were so poor in the first half. I mean, we we offered nothing. We really offered no threat. Like you say, it we had nothing going forward. And um, I, I know that you know it's. Um, I think Beadle was at fault for one of the goals. Some of the saves he made. I mean, the scoreline mm-hmm. could have been a hell of a lot worse um, than it than it actually was. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely agree. It's just um, we had we had, we are so unthreatening, um, not unthreatening, non-threatening. I think it's non-threatening, <laughs> unthreatening, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we're so well, I don't know what it is. We are not very threatening. <laughs> threatening. Yes, that worked. <laughs> um, going forward, and I can't. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Is it? It's probably a combination of all of these things. But is it injuries, or is it that we never recruited this player in the summer? I mean, if you go for the latter. You kind of have to answer as to how we were firing on all cylinders for a long time. Okay, big part of that was Greg Lee. He's not in the squad yeah. at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange and it's it's kind of a shame for Mark Harris because you feel like with someone else there, he will be a much better player, but it's just not really happening for him. I'm sure we'll talk about this later or we could just do it now. It must be a priority in January. It, it simply must it be. Has to I, be. Yeah, I, I can't. I'd be gobsmacked if it's like last season, where I don't think it was that we didn't get one. It's just we did, and then we let Taylor go out. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like that again. Um, no. I think they're 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 going to recruit. And and on and on that, what you often get is people saying, and I do agree, but you do hear this thing a lot. Well, there's not a a warehouse of twenty goal a season strikers, and I. I get that there isn't, but there are a few things here that go in Oxford's favour. One of them is that we're a, we're an attractive prospect at the moment. Um, we'll hopefully on the first of January be able to say you're coming to at least a playoff position team, um, who who have uh, you know every reason to think we're going to stay there by the end of the season. If if not, maybe better than that, but um, at least playoffs. Um, it's it's a squad where if you're a forward. Think about the service that you could potentially be receiving. You've got Greg Lee, Marcus Brown, Cameron Brannigan, Ruben Rodriguez. These are the people who are going to be, you know, providing 
providing chances for you. Um, so you're not coming into a, uh, an awful side where you think, well, at the end of this, could I just look, could I just look worse than I am yeah. now? Um, we we supposedly have money to spend. Um, I, th- I think there is money there that we maybe didn't spend in the in the summer. Um, and you know, we know we have financial backing at the moment. So there's not the warehouse, but there are certain things that we can brag about that other clubs can't at the moment um, that we could attract um, a forward with. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I've seen people say I'd like Oxford to go and use a massive transfer fee and get a big marquee kind of striker in. I don't know what I think of that. I mean, I get where you're coming from because we rarely do that. Um, But, you know, I don't know if you, if the right option is there and they cost a lot of money, then okay. But I don't think it's about just finding someone and going, here's loads of money. Now Mm. they'll be better. I mean, we were talking last week, Simon, about Peterborough United just have this amazing ability to find forwards. (laughs) Well, in in the same way that, yeah. Well, again, it's that kind of, you know, they've taken a punt on a few non-league players in the past that have, you know, come in and done well. We've had a little production line or a big production line of of centre-halves over the last, well, going back to jake wright and and yeah. you know and and dunkley and and all yeah. you know and every season we've sold a, a rob atkinson or a rob yeah. dickey or you know there are players and and often you know I, you kind of look around and you 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 maybe look at a player in our league or the league below but often we've brought in players and I, i'll hold man's up and go no i don't think i've heard of them before and they've mm-hmm. come in and done really well you know mm-hmm. and it's there are you're right there are there isn't a big warehouse full of players ready to roll off the production if you know if they were they'd all look like Erling Haaland wouldn't they you know if you were making a, <laughs> yeah. a footballer you know yeah. trying to make a business out of uh, production line centre forward but there will be somebody out there who in this team are, are looking at Reading Sam Smith took his chance really well um on on Tuesday night it was a, a a long ball through he was at the time I thought he was offside but looking back again he's quite clearly on and and Des Buckingham said the same yeah no no uh problem with the goal being given and he took it really calmly and I, I think we you've you mentioned the players that we've got creating chances in the last couple of games Murphy's been fantastic he's been whipping balls into the box you know and and doing a, a, a fantastic job for providing chances and if if we had somebody who was had that confidence you know mark harris might might score on saturday and it just clicks for him and he goes on a run and you know mm. touch wood that happens but equally i think you're right there there will be somebody out there that will will look at getting in i don't think we necessarily need to spend huge amounts of money we just find the right player if you know in the same way that we kind of identified greg lee as mm. You know, Ipswich looked at him and thought, yeah, not really good enough for championship. We don't think he's going to be there or thereabouts. What's to say there's not another centre forward in a championship club, maybe one at the top, that because, you know, they've got two or three centre forwards who are doing fantastically well. There's somebody there who's maybe a little bit younger and, and not getting the chance because they're playing well. So, okay even if it's a six month loan or, a, you know, you, you buy someone, there are players out there. We're a third division football club. We're not, you know, we're not trying to replace Mo Salah or Harry Kane, are we? We're, we're looking for somebody who can thrive at this level and there, there will be players out there. And 
I think with the with the recruitment we did in the summer, you know, and, and players like Rodriguez and Greg Lee coming in on permanent transfers and a, a couple of loans with Kyle Edwards, obviously the injury has been a, a problem, but he he was clearly a, a talented player, or is a sorry, a talented player and, yeah. and worked well. You, you kind of hope and expect that the recruitment will be there and will have identified two or three. And if we yeah. get a couple of the, you know, the ones they've identified, it'd be a nice thing. I think we've talked about this before. Gatlin O'Donko going out on loan and maybe to a, a conference or national league side so that if we do need to recall him, we can. But for his development, it would be good for him to go out on loan. Yeah, I mean, I mean um, just back on Kyle Edwards there, I mean, if he can stay fit, that's a championship mm. footballer easily. He's a wonderful footballer when he's on it. Um and yeah, that's. I know he's only on loan to us, but um, you can. Um, I, I think you know if Ipswich weren't smashing a championship at the moment, they they might recall him. Uh, if, yeah, if they yeah. were sort of mid table mm. or something like that, you know. Um, Gatlin, yeah, it's um, it's it's a shame, isn't it? I I really want Gatlin Odonka to do well. Fifty percent because I'm an Oxford fan. I want every player to do well, and the other fifty percent is that a lot of fans really don't like him and it kind of annoys me a bit because I know he's had a lot of a lot of sub appearances and that sort of thing but I think he's still 19 or yeah yeah 19 or it's he's you know he's he's still got you know a lot of development to do um I don't think we need to write him off so quickly just yet a, a, a breaking news story um with Swindon town um being charged for not declaring a a, a, a uh, an interest or a, there was a share interest made and, and they didn't declare it properly. So they're under investigation. Now there's a player playing at Swindon. who's on loan from, from Bradford, young lad, Jake Young, who scored 16 goals in 20 appearances this season for them. That would be hilarious if we put in a little cheeky bid to Bradford to, to take him away from them. That would be, oh, how and good would that be? Well, I'm presuming he has um, found some temporary accommodation in Wiltshire. We are a neighbouring county, mm-hmm. so you could even keep your yeah. accommodation. <laughs> Come and join us. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that that would be lovely. Just just for the just to annoy them. Yeah. That, that um, said, Brad Bradford will probably recall him because they're in that division and they're they're not doing very well. So yeah, yeah no, that's that's more likely to happen. But you never know. I think you know that that, yeah. that kind of shows that there are players out there that. Uh, that that can score and yeah uh, well i remember we were after jack marriott in the summer mm. and offered twice i think so we really yeah. wanted him um and then johnson clark harris's name has come up a couple of times um who yeah i think peterborough publicly named their price because they were trying to sell into bristol rovers and it fell through um so you know that that's that's known what what they want for him um yeah, but it's it's. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what comes in and when they come in. I presume we want to do it quickly, but doesn't every club want to do every transfer yeah. quickly? So, I mean, on, on Reading, um, I, you know, Simon, you were there. Um, mm. Did it feel like a derby? A little bit. It was a, a you know big police presence. Um, there, there was sort of. Um, Various bits of rumour going around that there'd been a little bit of trouble in in the middle of Reading sort of during the afternoon. Um, I got the train in and um, went to a pub not far from the from the station, but there were a lot of Oxford fans at the pub right by the station. Police horses, all of that sort of stuff. Um, 
so yeah it, it you know it had that kind of edgy feel to it shall we say um but then you get in the ground and, and we've taken nearly three thousand there and you, you're looking at the far end of the ground and there's kind of it, it looked like we were at milk mk dons you know there's you know loads of empty seats they're sort of over to the right hand side of where we were were you know more of their fans so but you know a kind of just over half full stadium um inside the ground it kind of didn't have quite that much of a feel um yeah. of a derby um yeah, yeah. It's, it was a frustrating game you know we very nearly won it at the end with with um Josh Murphy putting a shot very very just you know inches wide um in the end it was yeah don't lose it um and I think I say as I said earlier it did it summed up our season you know in that we we had a lot of really good control of the game we 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 were careful with our build-up in the same way we have been all season you know playing it around at the back you're trying to move the opposition um out of shape if you can and then step up the tempo play a through ball and that kind of thing and it, it you know it was working to an extent that we 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 had opportunities to to score but didn't take them um I, I, there are times I'd, I'd I'd like us to be a bit more adventurous you know and, and rather than playing the ball to the wide players those sort of wingers when they're quite deep is put the ball in behind the fullback and you know not just lump it forward but a a ball into space for a for a winger to run onto rather rather than the ball to their feet where they've then got to try and beat a man actually if because you know then if there's contact, well, I'm trying to play the ball. If you put the ball in and turn the, the fullback where they're running back towards their own goal line, you know, that's the worst thing they can be doing. And if you've got a quick winger, well, they're going to have to foul him off the ball and, and you get a free kick or yellow cards, all of that sort of stuff. And I, I, there were times when I was a bit frustrated that we weren't a bit more attack-minded. But equally, I didn't want us lumping the ball down the pitch because that goes nowhere. We haven't got a player that will hold the ball up. So you just you concede in possession. So there's, I mean, yeah, they are two different things, aren't they? But but I mean, the on the Peterborough game, it was maddening. Where just before the first, I said maddening mm. there, not Manning. Yeah. Just before the first half ended, we had a free kick that we just seemed to pass backwards. Yeah. Like we had a free kick yeah. on the halfway line with about thirty seconds yeah. to go in the half. Yeah. And it was like Jesus Christ, just. Pump the ball into the box. I don't mean yeah. to say the most simplistic thing in the world, but no. the the ref is going to blow any second. Just yeah. put the ball there. Yeah. And and if nothing comes from it, no one's going to have a go at you for trying no. that then. You know. And the ball is down at the far end of the pitch. It's not like you've lost You know, if you play it yeah. short and you lose possession, yeah. well, the ref's going to go, oh, okay, they're on the attack. I'm not going to blow yet. I'll give you, yeah. you know, I'll give Peterborough the chance to break. Like you say, put the ball in the in the box, yeah. for, you know. Kieran Brown up there, Elliot Moore up there, you know, try and win a header. If it breaks down and, you know, Peter will get possession, well, the ref's going to blow because yeah. the time was was where it was. Yeah, you're right. That was hugely yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it really was. And um, I know there's a style of play that managers put in place, and I'm not saying that's Buckingham's fault, but you'd think players also take a bit of licence and say, mm. well, we'll break the thing here in this yeah. given situation because... Yeah. We we just let's just have a go, you know. It's Hail mm. Mary, as the NFL says, it's just just yeah. pump it long and see what happens in that. Don't play the game like that, but no, 
that's a place where you can do that. And yeah, it, it feels we did it a bit in the Bolton game as well. Now I, I wax lyrical about Bolton Wanderers last week. They were very good, but we kept doing this thing where we had chances in the second half down that right wing. And as soon as the chance wasn't quite there, we would just go backwards again. It's like, oh, is yeah. that the only option we have, you know, just, it was it was a bit negative and and um I think that's a bit you of a don't mind players taking a risk in the opposition you know the no, final third you know it. in the opposition's box round there yeah. yeah take a risk if you lose it okay you know fine we've got yeah. players behind don't make those risky maneuvers in your own half but in yeah. the opposition half absolutely fine yeah it, it does seem and Des said after the Reading game you know he he kind of touched on it a little bit about that possession based game where he, he said. You know, I don't want just possession for the sake of having the ball. You know, we, yeah. we do need to do something with it. We need to be progressive with it. So I think he's coming into a team that's had a few injuries and, and he's had to kind of mix and match a little bit. And, and it's almost like, right, who's fit? Who, you know, so it's not quite his team yet. He's still trying to put his print on it. Um, and I And I guess it is a little bit of, right, first of all, set out, don't get beat. Yeah. But then, you know, it, it's that next step that he's still trying to find a way of, of getting. Yeah. So, I mean, looking ahead uh, slightly. So we're looking at um, a run of games against Burton, uh, Northampton and Cambridge in that mm. order. That's the next three. Um, I, I'm very aware that I could be made to eat these words. But, well, just focusing on the Burton game to start with. um Looking at their 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 last four league games, they've lost their last four league games. In that time, they've scored one goal and conceded ten. Okay, mm. so this is this is not an on form side. I'm not saying so. That means we will batter them, but we've really got to be looking at three points in this one. And that's not cockiness. If we don't achieve that, there's a, <laughs> yeah. we have a big problem here. Not maybe not a big problem, but one we need to address quickly and two points from a possible 12 and and you know not beat um with the greatest respect to Burton a team in really bad form so we have to be looking at a win here wouldn't you think yeah yeah absolutely um I think Des actually said that after the yeah, game. you said we're, yeah. we're you know we're looking three points and blah 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 yeah he realizes that you know I don't know how many it's it's that kind of last home game before Christmas. You, you'd hope there'll be a, a decent crowd there. It's a Saturday. You know, we've we've had I think it's the first Saturday home league game for, for quite a while, if my memory serves. I think we've. Yeah, it goes back quite a way. It goes back to the know. planning. Yeah, yeah. Um... yeah. It, we, so that kind of, uh, you know, I understand Tuesday nights aren't always that easy for families to get to. So, you know, I it would be nice to think there's going to be a decent crowd there. Um, but you're right. It, it is a game. Yeah. A, a, you, those, those murmurs won't get any quieter if we don't win the game on Saturday. Um, and we should have enough to do that. You know, yes. Going back to what you mentioned earlier about, you know, the start of the season was very good. We haven't become a poor side overnight. It was something George Ellick has has kind of said quite a lot when he's been on the on the dub and things like that, where we were overperforming at the start of the season. You know the XG thing, and I, I know you can kind of prove a lot with any you know with stats, um, but it did feel, and I think people said at the time, we we were winning games where perhaps we were lucky to or or, or that kind of thing, and it it it's 
this is perhaps more closer to where we are as a team. Get those get those injured players back, and and, and we are, I think, a good playoff bet. But it shows that kind of lacking of of depth in the squad um, that we've got. But like you said, going back to what you did say, yeah, we sh- we should have enough to win this game. Um, yeah. You know, Josh Murphy is flying at the moment. You know, hopefully he gets a start, and um, you know maybe Gatling starts a game. You know, let the, the old you know what was the the quote? You know, the the sign of madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting yeah. a different result. And and maybe Mark Harris needs that rest. He yeah. needs you know that break from. From it, um, he won't but want mate, it, but um, no, he won't. <laughs> no, because he, he wants to score. He wants to play every yeah. game, and and it might be okay. Well, you know, Gatling gets a half, and then you come on at half time against the, a tiring defence. You know that he's roughed up for the first half. He mm. might score and and have a worldie, but equally, it might be then right. Mark, on you go. You start the second half. You've got a half. You're fresh, and it, yeah. it he, he he gets that goal that that. We all hope he does. Um, I, I was impressed with Joe Bennett and his set piece delivery. He, he took a, one of the free kicks, got blocked by the wall, but it you could just tell by the trajectory as it was going that oh, that's that would have been close. I think so. I think there's we should do better with set pieces. But again, goes back to that Peterborough thing where just before yeah before half time, why aren't we putting it in there? We've got players who can deliver a, a great ball into the box, so you know that might help us a little bit with with set pieces, somebody like that. But yeah, those those next three games, you'd you'd want, I think you want a minimum seven points. Don't you, you know? I think a, yeah. a draw in one of them might be okay if if the performance is good in that game. But I think you, you'd want seven from nine in these games leading up to and and Boxing yeah. Day. I mean, after yeah, because after um. After that Burton game, it's the next of the three is Northampton, who would have played another game by then. But as it stands, they've won four of their last five and they're twelfth. So they had a fairly bad start to the season, but they've really come on lately. Mm. Um, yeah, and then it's uh, Cambridge United, who, I mean, that defeat on the opening day feels like mm. a lifetime ago. Um, they haven't, I don't, I haven't won then any of their last five. No. Um, so you know, it's um. Well, they haven't had one win since the fourth of September. They beat Reading on the fourth of September, wow. and they've got one win since then in the in late October. So, yeah, yeah so, I mean, their their form is poor. Yeah, you know, and it's a long, long list of, of poor form rather than just yeah. you know a few games. Yeah, so that you're right. That's a game we should be winning. Yeah, and since we mentioned it earlier i looked it up the last saturday home game was that wickham one with the uh, where they didn't play the advantage um and the last saturday home win was bristol rovers wow um, so that was the 7th of october that win that's a, that's a long time ago two, isn't it that's 10 weeks ago yeah that's, um yeah i mean that's not actually that bad a reflection on oxford we've had a lot of cup games and away games mm. and tuesday nights but um yeah that's um yeah it's a long way back now it is yeah. Um and uh yeah, and yeah, so Cambridge Boxing Day. Um always good to have a boxing day fixture at mm. home. Um hopefully we can get a sort of bumper crowd for that. So that's twelve days away. When did this all happen? Um but uh yeah, it's December's flying. <laughs> I better is. do some shopping soon. It, it'll um, soon be Christmas. The light yeah. the, well, it's only a, a a week until the nights get uh, shorter and the days get longer. And it was you know yeah. it, uh, it'll soon be summer. Yeah. Um 
Um, but yeah, Cambridge, um, yeah, that opening day, yeah, lifetime ago, mm. and they really plummeted now. And yeah. um, so, you know, we, we can't really take prisoners in this, uh, in in a season that we want to sort of, I don't want to say cling on to, it sounds like we're losing form quickly. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of teams who we expected to come good are starting to do that, Derby yeah. County and Barnsley. Both well, that have... was exactly that was we've got these three games that are winnable, and then the following three obviously we'll do a pop before then. But yeah. the next three, Derby, Charlton, Barnsley, three yeah. really tough games. So you want to be, yeah, getting yeah. the getting the wins under the belt. And we don't have a we still don't have a date for the Pompey game. We, no, that is are they waiting for cup games to happen? I guess so. Yeah. There'll be lots of sort of cup replay um, games, yeah. and dates, and things like that. So because uh, the game threatens it at the start of March, so mm. I presume, I mean, it might it might be quite close to that one now because it was supposed to be in November, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and you know, the just as we are a League One club, the wider League One. I mean, it was an annoyingly good result for Pompey the other night. They beat Bolton two nil, um, and they look pretty good as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of hoped it would be us two up there, but um, that's slipped a little bit now. But mm. long way to go, long way to go. Yeah, actually, I've just realised I, I mentioned Derby, Charlton, Barnsley. Barnsley on the sixth is postponed because that's now FA Cup oh, yes. weekend. So that's another game that we will need to find a, a date for. Yeah. Um, so that looks potentially, you know, sometime into it later in January, depending on how the cup. FA Cup goes if there's a replay there, um, maybe. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tricky, yeah, going to be yeah. fixture congestion at some point because of those, those two games that we've got to get in. And it's Coventry City away, isn't it? it yeah. Um, it's kind of a bit, a bit of an annoying one, that, because mm. you either want a non-league away or yeah, Premier League away or home. and mm. uh, Well, that like top end of the Premier League. But yeah, we got... Um, we it, played yeah. them recently. And it's yeah. and it's a twelve thirty kickoff as well, which, which kind of I don't know who uh, that's for. It, <laughs> overseas viewing, overseas TV viewing. Who's buying that? I mean, I'm fair enough. We'll take the TV money. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, fair enough. Um, I mean, it's an it, it, looking for positives. It's a it's not a long drive if you're coming from no. Oxfordshire. Um, might be an even game. I don't know. They're they're doing okay in the championship, aren't they? But... Yeah, and again, you, you, how how kind of um, seriously are they taking the the FA Cup? If they're yeah. where are they at the moment? Let's have a look where they are. Yeah, mid table. Um, having said that, it's quite congested. They're only six points clear of of QPR, who are the top of the relegation spots. So they won't want to get dragged into that. No. It's yeah, you don't know how they'll how they'll take that game. Yeah. Uh, and equally how we'll sort of prioritize that um as well. Um with yeah. the games we've got and squad depth and all of that sort of stuff. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I this could be totally wrong. Am I right in thinking replays have gone now? Uh from, or certainly maybe is it from next season. For, it might and it it might not be in the third round. I think potentially oh, okay. it's sort of fourth round onwards. But you're right. Yeah, the the the, the Saturday FA Cup matches. Uh, I think I think it is from the fourth round onwards. There'll be midweek games rather than Saturdays, and yeah, go extra time and penalties in the first game. Yeah, um, because I think one... it's the Premier League clubs haven't got enough players or money. Is yeah, well, that, what it that is. sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, you've got to wonder, haven't you? How. I mean, I don't want it to happen because, I mean, you know, it's 
it's our, our 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 club's finest hour. But you have to wonder how the League Cup is hanging on mm. with the pressure from the Premier League to reduce fixtures. Well, Premier League clubs to reduce fixtures of tournaments they don't care about. I should yes, say. that that don't pay um, very well. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's another round of the Champions League, they don't seem to say mm. much about that. Um, no. But you you've got to wonder how much longer Man City are going to field a team in the League Cup. Um, you'd wonder that their yeah. political power I, in the game. Having could... said that, I was I was, was going to say Man City are perhaps not the best example of that because they've taken it they seriously it and won it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it might be, but I yeah I yeah. get your point. In general, yeah, Premier League clubs and and their attitudes towards the cup games. Yeah, it's um because it's one of those kind of sad things that if you started football again now, you might have an FA Cup, but you wouldn't have a League Cup. It just wouldn't no, make probably. any sense anymore. Mm. Um, and it's um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced. If you suddenly went ten years forward, it would still be here. Um, I just think it's going to bow to pressure eventually. Or it's, it's an interesting point about you know Premier League squads and the size of squads. And, and you look at most most of the Premier League clubs now have two or three players even for for every position. And and you know so why some of those younger players can't play in in the league games and and you know leave our little competition alone but it it, it always that makes me think of you know Aston Villa are doing pretty well in the league at the moment and there's a quite a, I think it's a really interesting statistic so they they won the title in 8081 um Ron Saunders managing who was an Oxford manager very briefly and then the following season won the European Cup but that title winning side in 8081 own they only uh, Obviously, only one substitute back then, but they only used fourteen players in that whole season. In the whole league season, only fourteen players played, and I find that remarkable. That's that astonishing, you, you know, isn't it? Yeah. That you have that, you know, level of attrition in back in those days as well. Yeah. You know, the pitches were awful. You could absolutely, you know, go through the back of players, and you know, it was it was physically tough. And yeah. they won't, they win the title with with just fourteen players playing. Crazy, you know, absolutely crazy, yeah. Quite, that's, you know, quite remarkable. So, yeah. the whole kind of squad depth and stuff, you know, for Premier League sides, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, every place because for for some of the smaller clubs, that's a it's a huge money spinner. Um, yeah. you know, and and also for you know, let's say we go to you know we get through and we get a big Premier League club in the next round of the FA Cup. Well, you know, play your youngsters. If you if you don't want to take that competition seriously, play your youngsters in that against yeah. us, and, and let's have a replay because a replay at Old Trafford or or Spurs Ground or wherever it might be would be a huge money spinner for us, or or one of the smaller non-league sides that are still there or thereabouts in the competition. You know, it's a, throw us a few crumbs. Don't just keep all the money for yourself. Yeah. Because in a world where everybody was honest, what this really is is the, the Premier League clubs look at, the, especially the ones at the top end, look at every single game that their club play in and work out the financials of it. And they yeah. realise the League Cup is not worth that much money to them. Mm. They'd rather probably be playing another round in Europe. Or I mean, you only have to look at what all of them were prepared to do with the Super League to know what where their their loyalties really are. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not interested in the pyramids. They, they throw money downwards for things like... Um, the Bristol, well, the, the football league trophy, uh, mm. the checker trade as it was that first year, it yeah. changed. 
um, when they need to get us on side. And it's kind of sad because we always have to take the money because who are we to turn down a million pounds a year or whatever it is? The prize yeah. money is good now, I think, for that. It's, it's mm. something, something ridiculous. Um, and that's what their intentions really are. They, they, they'll go where the money is and, and, and where the kind of international exposure is um, for their brand. Because that's what clubs at the top of the Premier League are. They're brands, aren't they? They're, yeah. They're yeah. corporate brands that, that are, are cash cows. Mm. Um, and uh, that's what it's all about. And the League Cup, things like that do not fit into the uh, the picture. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, as I said earlier, I think it's I think it's on borrowed time as a tournament. I don't think it's going to last, which is sad because we'll, you know, we'll soon say our, our greatest. My, my late grandfather was an Aberdeen fan, a lifelong Aberdeen fan. And it, it used to kind of annoy him a bit because their greatest claim to fame was winning the Cup Winners' Cup, mm. um, which against Real Madrid, which it annoyed him a bit when they scrapped it because you kind of had to say their finest hour was in a tournament that no longer exists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind of cheapens it a bit. And yeah. it'd be a shame if ours went that way as well. Mm. No, absolutely. Go. Ironically, on the League Cup, when I, I read up on it once, I was, I'm was i not even going to do that thing people do where they go, I was bored. I was genuinely interested to see the history of it. And um, it first came about, it started a lot later in the year than it does now. And it was mm. when bigger clubs fell out the FA Cup they had another cup to play oh right weirdly we've kind of gone the other way where we now start the league cup we're usually out of it by November and then the FA Cup starts for us yeah yeah (laughs) we get another thing about that milk cup title uh, milk cup winning side um I don't one of somebody on Twitter one of our listeners I can't remember who it was I apologize we can you can reply to uh, when we put this out who it was that team that played in the Milk Cup, that was the only time those 11 players played together for Oxford United. No. In, it, yeah. Really? And I thought, you kind of look at that, and it's Jeremy Charles maybe up. for Billy Hamilton, and it's kind yeah. of, okay, that would be maybe. But it seems like a classic lineup, and yet that was the only time they played together. I think it might have been Ox Blogger. If it isn't Ox Blogger, yeah. I apologise to whoever it was. But that's, wow. uh, you know... Interesting, interesting. We're, we're throwing some that? interesting stats. Uh, Andy Thomas, and, and he didn't okay. get on. He didn't get oh. on, which was a shame. You know, he'd, he'd had trouble with injuries and it would have been nice for him, especially a game that we're winning 3-0. Okay, give him five minutes at the end so that yeah. he, he gets on, I think. But talking about, you know, Premier League, hoovering up all the money and, you know, is that the right way to go? We'll perhaps do a, a longer pod at, at some point, but the the women's game seems, you know, there seems to be well, there is a talk of a bit of a breakaway from the FA and a kind of women's super league setting up a, a, a second tier and 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 reformatting a bit of how the women's game is done, and you just wonder whether they're going to repeat the same problem you know they're, they're chasing the money understandably you yeah know, the, the, it's, it's it's growing it's growing massively and growing very quickly but you do feel you know and it's up for the clubs to decide but but equally from from the outside if you like looking in it's like are you going to repeat the same problems that that we have in in men's football in the, the top clubs the very very top clubs hoover up all the money and the rest yes. are left with with nothing and it, it, it looks like that might be going a similar way with the women's game. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 we've seen this so many times, haven't we? The Premier League did it. 
Um, if you're into darts, darts did it. Um, the yeah. BBC broke away from the BDO, and now the BDO barely exists. The mm. lake size things like that, and 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 both of those were when Sky Sports came calling. And yeah, I think oh, there's no, still we that. yeah there's still we will be that promotion and relegation. Okay, but right. but whereas now the Premier League, men's Premier League, give a little bit of money to grassroots football, it's kind of like the, it appears that what the the women's Super League are, are planning to do is kind of keep it all at the top and all the decision making stays with the teams in the women's super league and it but but certainly looking in from the outside yeah yeah don't make the same mistake that the men's team or the men's football has made yeah so we sadly went out of the cup um last weekend uh away at Plymouth Argyle hell of a game um but painful if you were an Oxford fan because mm-hmm. it was we took the lead and they equalized on 90 92 minutes uh, and we took the lead again with the penalty on I think it was 117 and then they equalized again from the kickoff um and yeah penalties came calling and uh I know it's the same for everyone but I'm never confident penalty shootout no, <laughs> but um, no. I was following the game online and I saw the late Oxford goal in extra time and um I, I had to go and drive somewhere I didn't check for 20 minutes and I, I kind of went to where I was going thinking oh that's good to get to the next round and then <laughs> I not only was it was it Brian Horton that tweeted after during the oh, game at Bristol Rovers, didn't yes, it? Well he done, did. Oxford United getting through. You didn't yeah. do that, though. you didn't tweet. So yeah, he, he oh yeah, that that was that was yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a real shame to go out. Um, mm. But looking forward, there's a um, game on Sunday against Billericay at home, which is the um, her game two game um, that yeah. they're that they're promoting alongside so if you can get yourself down to that um because it'll be it should be a good day and um you know be a good game as well billy rookie just one place below us in the table um so um yeah it should be a decent game and hopefully get a decent crowd yeah and i think oxford city their women's team are playing before the oxford united game um so there's two games on if you want to go down um there 11 o'clock kickoff for Oxford City, two o'clock for Oxford United. So, yeah, a chance to um, to see see a couple of games down there. Um, and, yeah, and, and raise a bit of awareness for the Her, Her Game 2 movement. Yeah, absolutely. And then no game for the women until 7th of Jan, um, home to Ipswich in the league. So it's a... Yeah, we've said this before. It's been a real stop-start season in terms of of the games and postponements and and lots of gaps between games. But um, yeah, hopefully with the uh, the the new man in charge full time, it shows a, a bit of uh, yeah an uptick in 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 results going forward. So we've said hi to Tim. Um, and one thing I wanted to I wanted to mention before we finish um, is. One of our um, fellow podcasts about the club behind the badge um, mm. finished their series uh, this week. I think it's their fourth series. Um, they were all very good, but the, the latest one, I think, I can see why they published it as the last one, was very good. Um, and it was uh, Wayne Brown, um, who left the club uh, in the summer, just gone. Um, and it's it's about an hour and a half long, so if you've got a drive to somewhere, it's quite good. It's quite good uh, background listening, but um, yeah, he talked. The first thing that struck me was he talks about his career and he talks about everywhere he'd been before Oxford, and then he says he was at Oxford for thirteen years. And you suddenly think, how old is this man? Because mm. he's been to a lot of places. He, he was he talks about Bristol City, Hereford, Bury. Um, that's one I'm forgetting. But then he talks about 
he spent a year in South Africa. When was that? (laughs) (laughs) And that was all before Oxford. Um, And uh, yeah, Chris Wilder brought him to Oxford. So he gives a a good insight on each of those managers. He talks about each of them uh, in depth. So you find, you know, you find out little bits and pieces. Oh, that's interesting. Um, he mentions the infamous Boston trip, which gets mentioned a lot. Michael Dubery talked about that. Not Boston, England, Boston, USA. Um, <laughs> and towards this is what I was coming to. Towards the end, um, he talks about his departure from Oxford. Um, and it's it's a really important listen, actually. Um, I, I, I'll let people listen to it. But um, he goes into um, the circumstances of, of his departure from Oxford um, and sort of what he went through as a person uh, at the time and it's it, it's a really it's I don't want to bill it as a good listen because that kind of makes it sound like oh yeah it's you know entertainment mm. I don't mean that I mean it's I think it's an important listen and people should go and find it and listen to it it's um it's worth listening to it really is um I don't want to I don't want to just say what he says because no. it's, <laughs> it's it's his story to tell and, and mm. you should you should hear it not from me but from him but yeah I'd I'd definitely um definitely recommend that and those guys um i think it's daniel freeman and uh, james roberts mm. not that james roberts um but have uh have, have done a really good job with that um so yeah I, I, it's not one i've listened to i will listen to but i think that's an interesting sort of point that that from that human perspective of, mm. of footballers you know we 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 perhaps sometimes lose sight of the fact that these guys and women and men in, in teams yeah. Are, are are human they you know they, yeah, they've absolutely. got mortgages to pay especially at this level you know it's not like they've made a fortune in the game and and are quite you know oh it's not a problem no. if i'm out of the game for a couple of years i've you know i've got my savings you know it, and it's that maybe the abuse that players get you know certainly at, at the higher level uh you know the social media abuse that that, that players come in for and, and at the lower level that abuse in person off, often at games and, and, and whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. You perhaps shouldn't, it's, shouldn't lose sight of the fact that they are, they're, you know, they're humans. They're people like us. I've, I've only I've met him a couple of times, at, you know, when we've been on preseason tours and, and that, and he, he seems a genuinely nice guy and, and yeah. he's been involved since, since leaving us. I think he, he worked with some of the younger age group in the women's uh, national side. Um, yeah. So clearly, well thought of within the game as a goalkeeping coach. The, actually, something to mention at the Burton game, I think the club are collecting uh, donations for like children's charities or children's hospital, that kind of thing. So I think new and packaged teddy bears, I think is what they're after. So not don't go into the kind of bottom of the wardrobe and go, oh, I've got an old teddy bear I can give. It needs to be new, something that can be gifted. Um, and and they'll be collecting those, I think, at the Burton game. Go online and and check that one out. Um, I, th- I think it is the Burton game. They'll be collecting those. So, um, yeah, clean packaged teddy bears. Um, if you want to, if you can afford to donate, that would be lovely. So, I think yeah, it's it's just you know, um, Fraser and I saying happy Christmas to you all. Um, yes, Merry Christmas, especially at this time of year. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Um, and we'll see you after Christmas. It's Christmas.